Hey, what's good, people? This is episode 100, 100 of Sports Debate Tuesday, and I'm going to be rock and rolling with this guy, Timmy B. Buckle up, people. The episode starts right now. Got to give the people what they want. Got to give the people what they want. I'm in a singing mood today, but man, I had a really, really long day, but my day just got better. You know why? Because it's boiling in here, because we're going to talk about MMA. Along with my man, MMA commentator and pundit Timmy B., I am Jason DeBeas. And Timmy, this is episode 100 of Sports Debate Tuesday. And what a what f- an honor. What yes. an honor. Congratulations, my friend. Congratulations on hitting the triple digits. That's huge. For yeah. any show, anywhere, that is big big time so i hope your fans realize how big that in, that is and important it is so congrats oh the option the other the, the option podcast is gonna hit i'm on 193 that's gonna hit 200 so that's gonna be Ooh, baby. trying to do hey. it by christmas or like new year's you know what i'm saying makes it like more festive i'm on 193 for that so um very good man congrats hey Shout out to my podcast. I'm on episode 149 this week, so I'm very close to the 150. So there we go. <laughs> You're gonna have like big all, things for us, man. Yeah, it's gonna be like a, um, I gotta get my tech person to do like that little celebratory like sound thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we got a lot to talk about. We got the US two, two, UFC 296 coming up. We got another subject coming up. We got, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how things we like about Daniel Cormier. We got a heavyweight situ- mm-hmm. heavyweight title situation. John Jones coming back or maybe not, or maybe so, who knows. But first things first, all right? Topic one, I want to talk about MMA stoppages, all right? Now, we've seen some matches stopped. Uh, prematurely ask any fighter every fighter believes that that match every fighter who loses believes his match was stopped prematurely then you have a ref then sometimes you have a ref think a person's out and then when he calls it it turns out they're they're not yeah um see robbie lawler against ben Askren, right it was i think it was like a guillotine joke or something or yeah and robbie wasn't out and and then you have some refs who let some punishment go and a lot of the fighter to work through it and 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 it's still a match see also, see Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler, right? Look, Robbie Lawler looked like he had him finished and, and the ref let yeah. it go and Ben Askren stuck it out. But the the most notable one I, I noticed is Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin. I really thought Herb Dean, I think he was the referee at the time, let it go. I thought, you know, Brock Lesnar was getting <laughs> hammered and guess what, right? Let him yeah, stick yeah. it out and he won um, side triangle. What did, I, I forget what you call that. Um, yeah, yeah. Triangle. arm yeah. triangle dark stroke or whatever a yeah. second yeah, yeah. oh arm triangle that's it arm, arm triangle. triangle i think yeah yeah with with brock lesnar's big old arms so so i'm only bringing this to our attention for subject one because one of the more disturbing stoppages happened um um brings due meaning to the word cringeworthy happened a couple of weeks ago with bobby green and jalen turner jalen turner's been on a con- kind of a role so uh, I, w- I would like to say congratulations to him because he's fighting yeah. the same way he fought his last three fights he's he looks really really good and and you can really hear the commentators really you know they really you got someone in their earpiece saying all right enough with the rest you know chill with the rest you know we need them they're the athletic commission but uh, it was almost an involuntary reflex to be to, for them to say, what the hell was the referee doing? And I'm going to give you the floor because all I've done was talk and, and, and you've listened. And now you're going to talk and I'm going to listen to the question, the tough question. What can we do to improve this? 
Um, actually, before you answer that, I actually have a definition I looked up. Yeah. Um, referee stoppages. Intelligently defending oneself refers to the act of protecting oneself from harm or danger or in a smart and strategic manner. It involves being aware of one's surroundings, assessing the situation, and responding in a way that minimizes the risk of harm while also protecting oneself. In the context of mixed martial arts, intelligently defending oneself means using techniques such as blocking, there it is, parrying, evading, and avoid being hit by an opponent also while looking for opportunities to counter attack. Let's see the end of that. Yeah. A counter. Let's yeah. see the counter. Oh, a two oh. piece. Oh. <laughs> oh. There you go. From the screen, is that? Oh. Yeah. It's a foot uppercut. I can't do it. My screen's too big. Uh, <laughs> so yeah is i guess my question is what can they do better because is there i'm not sure yeah. how the athletic commission does this i'm not even sure you know talk to me a little bit about that so i did some homework for this i i looked up the unified rules of mma and i couldn't really find anything uh we always hear what you just said which we always hear through the commentary which is oh they have to be intelligently defending themselves they're not intelligently defending themselves and somehow that's the what we all know as fans right of the sport we know that that term is what it is i reached out to a friend of mine famous judge and referee judge mike bell who uh judges a lot of ufc and i said to him i said hey mike uh you know when it comes to referee stoppages and, and stuff like that, I go like, I can't find anything in the unified rules of MMA. Like, what's the deal here? Like, I, I just always remember not intelligently defending themselves. Is there any, do you have any thoughts on it? Whatever. He said, hey, Timmy V, you're my favorite guy in the whole wide world. No, he didn't say that part. But uh, he did say uh, it basically falls on that the referee is the sole arbiter of the match. There are several types of finishes, verbal submissions, tap outs, technical submissions, KOs, TKOs injuries strikes corner stoppages bodily functions etc it is the referee's discretion and it has to be trusted each scenario is unique and different i really think it comes down to like what we know is that if you're going to be a referee at the highest level it means you have put in your reps you start in amateurs and you work your way up you ref the amateurs you ref the amateurs you slowly ref the, the championship amateurs then you start you know, doing pro fights, but at local scenes, you don't make it to the UFC until you have proven yourself over and over again with reps and reps and reps of refing. It really just comes down to like, those guys are the guys that are the most experienced and have seen it and have done it a million times. What happened with Bobby Green? Insane. I mean, dude was on his stomach flat, arms to the side, just taking shot after shot after shot. I don't know what happens. Everybody can have a bad day. I can have a bad day at my job, but it doesn't mean that someone's going to die. Uh, it was really tough one. But, um, you know, the other thing, you know, and then if you saw Matt Brown, you know, one of my favorite dudes of all time, Matt Brown, he was um, commenting saying, you know, he disagrees with the stoppage. He thinks that referee is crazy. He goes, but I want that referee to ref my fights because I want to die in there. I don't want it to be stopped early. So, you have these fighters who like, look, this is big time. This is their money. This is their career. This is everything. If they had to choose between early stoppage and late stoppage, they're going for the late stoppage every time because they want that chance. So I don't know if that answers the question if I've gone too long, but that's that. 
Well, allow me, if I may. I think we, uh, in conjunction with intelligently defending yourself, well, we were just landing from the moon or, or from Mars on, onto Earth and read those rules and came in here and not knowing anything about Bobby Green's threshold for pain or this or that. Um, he was not intelligently defending himself. And he took way too much damage. And I think the consensus, and I don't mean to go on a bandwagon fallacy on this, but, you know, assuming a, pom- a premise is popular, it's correct. It's, it's, that's not always the case. But with, with that being said, everyone that, that's saying the same thing I is, I, I'm saying right now is correct in, but in, in accordance to the rules. Now, let's go a little bit more with a fine tooth comb, right? We don't, we know that intelligently defending yourself and, and the referee stoppages is not exactly a one-size-fits-all. And that's where the more qualified referees who referee um, a lot of matches and, and have refereed um, other uh, the same fighters' matches on a consistent basis. Um, you will have referees go inside their locker room and say, hey, this is this is what I might consider a stoppage. This, you know, you I know you have a reputation for having your hands out. You know, I'm gonna give you a one, and in the locker room, I might take a point. Please, you know, uh, um, right. put, you know, use your weapons wisely. You know, stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. um, and it was the reason why we saw Shane uh, Brock take a little bit of a beating because maybe that's right. Maybe Herb yeah. saw something we didn't, and, and it's the reason why, um, we saw Ben Askren. You know, he's got a pretty thick threshold for pain as well. And we saw him take a beating and the ref allowed him to come back on that. Now, Rob, Robbie Lord on that being out, that's just an honest mistake. He looked like I thought he was out. And then when mm-hmm. the referee stopped the match, right. he was like this. And then everyone, I mean, everyone booed like they knew all along, but stop playing. Stop playing yourselves. All of us went, oh. And right. then we reacted right. boo because, yeah, you know, the match stopped. When the, yeah, when you're the ref, you've got a split to set split second to make that call and that decision and you've got a different angle than what everybody else is seeing Mm. at on the screen at home whatever right like he's got a different first person perspective that he's looking at it right well my opinion on this and of course i'm not a fighter but i will i'm not one of those people that said if you can't if you haven't fought in the cage you can't talk about it what you can do is defer to the people who have and you can echo their sentiments and you can use your critical thinking skills and take these multiple opinions and decide for yourself that's how commentating works which by the way is a completely different occupation that that fighters need to concede to as well so i needed to get that out of the way i will my rule is if you're not sure if he's out or not stop the fight stop the fight if you're not sure if he because it's it's i would rather have you be wrong about that than to be than to be than to be wrong the other way i love this sport because it it, i love the sport better than boxing because boxing you get a standing eight count and you and you have more rounds to sustain more 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 physical harm because you actually had time to recover and get up where mma when it's over it's over We've had plenty of deaths in the boxing ring. I can't even remember a death and, and one death in a major organization such as Bellator, PFL, or the UFC. I don't even think there's there's been one. You know, a knock, right, right. no knock on wood. So, I, I wanted to say that if you're not sure if he's out or not, just to stop the fight. And this this one, I don't think you really needed to be this experienced referee. I don't think you really needed to be uh, uh, um, no, no, some no. some Alki from Oklahoma who just wants to see a bunch of people just throw punches. Even even the, yeah. the even the inebriated guy who doesn't know a whole lot a whole lot about MMA is like that dude's out, man. Stop yeah, the I fight, think, dummy. I I think I saw the hot dog vendor get upset. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think even he was like, hey, that mm-hmm. goes out, right? Yes. Like, no, it that that one was clear, clear. Um, yeah, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I will say, let me throw this out there though. Jalen Turner had a little bit of responsibility there too. Yeah. I do think there are fighters that when they would be in that position in the heat of it, I get it. The testosterone, the adrenaline, everything's running. It's fucking war. You're, you know, you're, you're both in there to die in there, blah, blah. But I think Jalen Turner should take 1% of the blame there. You know what I mean? Like he's not fully without blame here. He knows what was happening. He knows what he did. You can feel that body, mm-hmm. right? He can feel the resistance. He can feel whatever. So there's a little bit there on Jalen Turner, I will say, which I was not appreciative of him because I do love him, but I, I think it would have been nice to hold off a bit, which last weekend we saw Khalil Roundtree versus uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith. That's right. Knocks him out, has the hand in the air like he's going to throw down that hammer fist yes. and he stops and he holds off. Yeah. Now we right yeah respect, and respect so many examples Leo Roundtree and for every fighter that does something like that because they know that that would be extra damage that is unnecessary and they know just as well as the referee or anybody else hey this guy's out I'm gonna give it a second so yeah. I just want to say that there too because uh, you know as fighters and and as competitors we have to be respectful of one another as well I also can go back further where like Machida. You know, had yep. someone beat and he yep. has his hand up and he just like, he just mm-hmm. like, he, he literally looks at the ref and is like, I'm not throwing any more hits. No. Yeah, you exactly. know, oh, Brian Stan, I, I remember there was a finish like that too. I'm actually looking for my notes for the pick six so I don't get caught. Oh, no problem, I should have no been on this. But <laughs> but you, but you're, you're right. For this first topic, I think we can close the door on, on that. We have a distinction yeah. on um, on on the classic sense of what a... What a um, intelligent sure. defending yourself and referee stoppages are you know at least with the submission yeah. holes the fighters are more responsible they put it you know they have a thumbs up like i'm not out this and that you'll yeah. see that and if the ref misses that yeah. that's the ref's mistake um and yeah the fighters i think you're right there is a whole lot of adrenaline happening where there are some fighters where uh, i mean me myself the first time i saw a water bug like a big cockroach Man, I stepped on that thing. It was already dead. I stepped on it like six more times because I had this fear and adrenaline. You, you got it. And yeah. Just boom, boom. The thing is yeah, probably yeah. already dead, you know? Um, yeah. So there's that factor in that I, I um, again, that's not a one-size-fits-all thing for the fighters as well as it is for the referees and, and the fighters receiving yeah. the damage. Cool. Makes sense? Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 man. Nice. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I think that was a good conversation to have, and I think it's good points. You know what I said at the beginning? I said like, oh, everybody knows intelligently defending themselves. Actually, probably people don't know that, right? Not mm-hmm. all your listeners will know that. And then when I said, oh, you know, everybody knows like unified rules of MMA or blah blah. And then I said, everybody knows that referees like start at the bottom and work their way up. Maybe people don't know that. So, excellent topic, my friend. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully we educated a few people. Nice. Cool. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look for my notes on the edit because we're not even on that topic yet. Let's um, dude. Let's go to topic two. All right. Tom yeah. Aspinall, new heavyweight champ. Um, yeah. And I'm drawing a blank on who he beat, but it was um, it was Sergi Pavlovich. Sergi Pavlovich. Pavlovich. Right. Yeah. 
good fight, but even better stoppage. Aspinall's is our first round. You know what I'm saying? The guy has a, he's such a great complete fighter. He's got a good submission game. He's got good KO power. And Michael Bisbing has sang up and down like he's going to be England's first heavyweight champion. And yeah. and, and, and you kind of half believe him because Michael Bisbing says that about everybody because it's his countryman. But yeah, he, yeah. he's serious and Aspinall delivered. But now Aspinall is the inter, in, um interim oh my jesus christ interim heavyweight champion yes sir is now playing the waiting game with one john jones john jones sustained an injury yeah. which um permitted him actually not to fight um stipe miocic which was supposed yeah. to happen which made this icy match possible so some are saying he's going to be out for a year some are saying yeah. he's going to be up for a year and two months. So when that happens, we're looking at a year and a half before John Jones yeah. even defends his title. So I'll get right to it. Should Aspinall get the I removed from IC and we should just call him the champ? So he called for John Jones to be stripped. If you're following on Twitter, he's, he called for him to be stripped. John Jones wrote back this long-winded reply about how fantastic he is and blah, 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 right? Uh <laughs> And then Tom Aspinall writes back, yep, I'm sorry, John. Forgive me, or something like that, right? Like, he just respectfully says, okay, fine. Oh, good Lord. No, Tom, you dumbass. You are the champion. John Jones, you're out, you're injured. Yeah, you should vacate. Like, it's so bullcrap. He's won one fight for that title. Forget his lineage. He just won the title. Now you're out for possibly a year. And you're coming back to fight an old man who hasn't won in forever, too, in Stipe. That was a bullcrap fight anyways. And then now for Dana White to say that Tom is not going to fight Stipe nor John Jones, he, Tom has to sit there and wait for the winner of that fight to unify the title. And or he can fight another guy and risk his interim championship. It's so dumb. It's mm. so dumb. Uh, I hate it. And if I had any saying it yes you vacate or john jones has to vacate or you strip him whatever and you and you make tom the champ and you let him continue the legacy of the title belt for a while like it's so stupid that this thing gets held up like this yeah i and uh, i i it's could, i mean this meanwhile, is... meanwhile stipe miocic is turning 57 next year i think <laughs> he's not but he looks like terrible like he's yeah, no forget this it's so stupid yeah, well, I good. I can actually debate you on that point. I'm. Just, I was glad to see. Um, oh, okay. Stipe. I was glad to see Stipe back because he took a, almost about as much time off as John Jones did with one match, with a one match difference. All right, John Jones only fought one time in three years, and Stipe only fought one time. Uh, no, one time in three years. So maybe John fought twice, two two to one. So two guys that mm -hmm. have been away for a while. Why not? Stipe Stipe mm -hmm. lost to the guy he previously beaten, uh, 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 and there was nothing wrong with him. Him, him getting a title shot but so that i'll disagree but where we all agree i mean that's not i mean it's not much of a debate show we keep agreeing on on all of these topics i go with you on that one the ic means the interim championship means put up or shut up the interim championship means fight me next or you're not the champion anymore that's what interim means interim means yeah. i'm the I, I get the next shot or yeah. I'm the champion. Does not, interim doesn't mean I get the next shot and I wait around. That's a made-up rule, and you, I know it, you know it. Interim means yeah. you have to fight me or bugger off. That's what interim means. And yeah. my, my proposal is Aspinall signs for a heavyweight match, and once they sign that contract, he goes in as the heavyweight champion. 
the next yep. match, he decides to pick. He should go in as the heavyweight champion unless it's against the heavyweight champion. Yeah. Put up or shut yeah. up. You cannot hold up an entire division for a year and a half. Even Conor McGregor didn't do that. Plus, plus, plus. You don't know how long this is going to go. That's the problem. Even if he comes back, you don't know then that Stipe is not injured or something else doesn't happen. Like this whole time you're sitting there waiting. I don't understand. And what does Tom Aspinall do for money? Like, yeah. I don't understand how he just sits there and waits forever. Like, he's got to rely on, like, car dealership commercials to make some money. Yeah. Like, this is his freaking job. Like, while he's young and healthy, he's got to fight. Mm -hmm. But now you put him in this weird position where, really, why would I put up my interim championship title on the line? Everyone's in a weird position. Stipe's in oh. a weird position because Stipe came in. Stipe wasn't injured, right? He was ready to fight at, at the Garden. Uh, I, I, I actually yeah. say, here's the thing. Stipe only wants to fight Jones. So if Stipe only wants to fight Jones, he's out. He's out. He's because, out. Because here's the deal. Because Stipe hasn't fought since 2021 when he lost. He hasn't beaten a true heavyweight since 2018 uh, Since 2018 when he beat Ngannou. Because the two wins against Daniel Cormier, I called bogus on that. Because Daniel Cormier is a light heavyweight in my mind. So he, like... That guy is coming back. Who for also a beat Derek up. Lewis, though? So I mean, no, 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 but that was no, but that was in. Uh... No, I mean Daniel Cormier had beaten Derek yeah, Lewis, so he was uh, a defending yes. heavyweight champ. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but still, I'm just saying, Stipe's coming back for one fight only for money to fight John Jones. He does not give a crap about winning that fight. I that's that's my take. Then he's on out. This. He's coming back for money, and then booting out of there then he's out. i don't i don't think he thinks he's gonna win that fight i don't think he probably even cares to win that fight because after that boom dude is see you later he's he's not in this man. i agree you, with you yeah, absent for three years he was handed a championship opportunity on a silver platter all right now yeah. if they you know, offer him this because ufc wants to feed him to jones ufc wants stipe to give up his greatest of all time heavyweight title to John Jones by just feeding him that win so Jones can claim that title now. It's yeah. it's it's so BS, man. You got to see beyond that. You never see Stipe anywhere. You never see him in any Instagram video training with anybody, nothing. Like, you never see this dude. Dude's a firefighter, Every man. He's fighting fires. <laughs> but, and, and respect, all respect to him for that. But all I'm saying is he's not on the scene. He's nowhere, nowhere to be seen for the last whatever. Right. He's going to show up. He's going to get murdered. And he's going to take his millions of dollars and walk off. And he's going to be laughing at all of us. Who sat Straight there to the bank. It. Straight to the bank. Yeah. Which includes me because I was I was a big when he when he was fighting. I was a big Stipe fan. I really. Yeah, really yeah, of course. I mean, I really, really liked and it takes a lot to get to the heavyweight title without without yeah. getting right. It's a, you're, you're one punch away from having a winning streak snap. So this one gets to the title on the five match win streak and then and then defends his title three times. That's 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 something that's something. Yeah. But what you know what else is something getting in the mix or getting out like if mm -hmm. to me if the ufc is nice enough to offer him a bone he shouldn't care if it tastes good right if yeah. if they offer him the fight against aspinall take it and if he doesn't take it every th him and jones can go right off into the sunset i don't care yeah. it's a new era the aspinall era and 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 all you're doing is taking away shine from this 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 absolutely deserving new face in a, in a yeah. much in a, in a hemorrhaging heavyweight division yeah Yep. John Jones, first bite, first fight back, beat the champ. It's a hemorrhaging division. 
You know, the, yeah. just like the middleweights. Yeah. Well, Michael, no, middleweight division, Michael Bisbing just held that up. There were some savages in that division. And he, look, he, he came in last minute and he's like, I'm going to hold this title for a year and a half. I'm going to fight a 47-year-old who actually beat me. Yeah. And then finally yeah, get then, beat by a Canadian from a different weight division. That dude, that dude held up. A, that's, yeah. I mean, that was a year and a half. And we don't want yeah. that again. Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, hold on. To be fair, the Henderson fight was a, a, a fans' pick fight. It wasn't a rankings fight, but it was a fight that we wanted to see for the belt. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I, I know. know. Big fights. Big fights. I get it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. their that's their excuse for everything. Meritocracy. And also, Meritocracy. And also, be damned in combat sports. Yeah, and also if you think about it, it was a way that the UFC was like, well, hold on, this is kind of a win-win because we either get Bisping to to defend his title and or uh you know get a, a a win over a guy that he's lost to and then now we set up a trilogy fight potentially or dan henderson wins the title who had never never held the ufc goal oh, i don't think God. no never. and i think and, and that would have been very cool for them to have like a former pride champion now be the yeah. ufc champion blah 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 so i that that match made sense in certain ways hey i do want to also say tom aspinall's manager Whoever you are, you effed up too, my friend, because guess what? Every UFC fighter, when you sign to fight for an interim title, you better make sure that in your contract from now on, it stipulates the next title defense by the champion of this weight class will be against me if I win that interim title. You got to put that in the contract. Yeah. That right. I mean, the last thing we want is a, de a reigning defending interim champ, right? I mean, uh, think about Tony Ferguson and how that worked out for him, right? The waiting game and then Khabib and then fights, what, Justin Gaethje? And yeah. then, you know, and, and that, which, by the way, changed his whole career. And of course, we're going to talk about him because he's also on the card of our next topic. Sure. I bring you guys the pick six. This is the UFC 296 pick six. I love it. We're not going to do the champ. We're not going to do the main event as a drum roll. We're going to start with the main event right out the block, my friend. So we got Leon Edwards, the champion, the reigning defending welterweight champion, getting, yeah. getting his third title shot is Kobe Chaos Covington. Who you got, kid? Me? I'm going up first. Uh, stand up and sing the American national anthem, my friend, because Donald Trump is going to be going into that octagon. He's going to be putting the belt around Colby Covington. Colby Covington was at press conference today as we're speaking. He confirmed it that Donald Trump has been confirmed to be in attendance. He is going, he's already told Dana that when he wins the title, Donald Trump will be putting the belt around him. I made a meme about that two, three months ago saying, if that does not happen, I will riot and it is about to come true in just a few days. Colby Covington is going to win that belt. It is going to be glorious. Colby Covington, Mr. Constant Pressure. Almost every one, single, every single one of his matches, he's been totally, totally dominant. Dominant in the center of the cage. And then finally, when he gets a chance to get a takedown or, or, or corner pressure, and he almost, almost always gets the takedown. It's, I mean, if you're rooting against him, you're begging your other fighter, just move from the cage. Don't let him chop you. Know, like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> and that's what you, and anyone that's rooting for Leon Edwards on Saturday is going to be saying the same thing. Just get away, get away. <laughs> Circle, circle. I mean, just get yeah. up. Yeah, uh, just uh, you can't. You can't. Circle the man the is in your face. He's got really fast hand speed, surprising fast hand speed. I don't know about knockout power, but he does hit hard enough. Uh, and he's got a great one-two. He's got a great stiff jab. And he's got a, he changes levels. 
uh, yeah. uh, on this not fast paced but quick like twitch like a twitch quickness yeah. that yeah, yeah. makes him one of the most dominating fighters you know out there i mean kamaru usman him and kamaru usman had this unofficial handshake to to go for no takedown attempts but i wouldn't doubt he would have competed yeah. against kamaru even better that first time if he went for one it's i mean uh he is he's gonna come to the ring with a kurt angle song He's going to leave the ring with Donald Trump with a belt around his waist. Make mine. Yeah. Kobe, Chaos, Covington. Yeah. Big All right. Time. Match number two, we have Alejandro Pantoja against Brandon Royale. I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, Pantoja, man, won three in a row. You know, got this 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 flyweight thing, um, a, a split decision, I believe, against Brandon Moreno. Uh, but outside of that, that's that very tight decision. He's been pretty impressive, including a previous victory over Brandon Royal. Uh, I don't a uh, Royal. I don't see Royal doing anything uh, uh, in this short time period between the last time they fought. And now that's going to show significant improvement uh, as far as styles making matchups is concerned. This is a pretty bad one. I'm going Pantoja. Yeah. Uh, if Pantoja and Royval walked into a bar that you were at, would you recognize either of them? Be honest. No. No. Nobody cares about this fight. Get this crap off this card. Nobody cares. Fine. I'll take the champion Pantoja. But this is, you know. You're like, this had... is a skip, Jay. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, look, this, for the people listening, this is where you go to the washroom. Okay. Yes during the card this this is the fight that you go to the washroom during because nobody's going to care odds are this is going to go all five rounds because it's a flyweight fight they're going to go to a decision you know uh we just sat through what like prior to pantoja winning the belt we had like you know 17 fights between figgy and moreno like this division this division is weak right now it's a little bit odd uh i don't think there's any hype for this fight that's all i'm saying but uh, if I have to pick, I will take. You know what? Just to be different, I will take Roy Val, so that you and I can be different. <laughs> Cause I'd rather be Roy Val, Roy Val. <laughs> All right, come on. We spent way too much time on that one, and and yeah, I don't like calling it a who cares division. Because uh, uh, because there was I a, know, there I was know, a time there was a time I did care. When, do you remember when Benavides was there? Do you remember when Cejudo was there? Do you remember when De- 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 Mighty Mouse was there? When, when yeah. everyone else was un impressed with that division i'm like you guys suck for not giving them the recognition they deserve and now i got no and now i got no argument it's the fighters though it's the fighters it's it's the fighters they're not selling themselves Mm -hmm. the fighters are not selling themselves the ufc is not investing the time to sell these guys as characters to us Maybe I mean, Figueiredo and Moreno was a nice trilogy. They were quad, quad, quadruplicy. <laughs> you sure, know, I, yeah. I really like that. But, but other than that, I, I haven't seen a. Uh, I haven't yeah. been galvanized for a fight since DJ. I yeah. really liked yeah. watching DJ because yeah, he it's did not the fighters. The fighters are amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't know them and we don't necessarily. Yeah. So sh- I guess shame on the UFC. And and again, this is a, a and. and I mean, with our time, with our, our our hard stop, this is entirely too long. We didn't need okay, to talk right, about right, this right. one. Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right so we go to match three. We go, uh, we go, Shavik uh, Rachmanov. Uh, um, I always confuse the name Rachmaninoff, like the composer <laughs> with Stephen Thompson. Uh, you go first on this, Wonder Boy or Shavak? Uh, geez, Louise, this is such a toss up. Uh, I would love to see Stephen Wonder Boy Thompson win because of, obviously Shavkat is seventeen and zero. Uh, I, I'm gonna go. T- I'm gonna go Wonder Boy just because at some point everybody loses their O, 
and uh, Thompson might point fight him to death. You know, he might mm-hmm. keep his distance, use his uh, sidekicks, and uh, keep him at distance. I don't know. I'll go. I'll go with the forty-year-old Wonder Boy. I'm gonna go Rakhnimov. Please say his first name for me. Shavkat. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we haven't seen a Dagestani or a Kazakhstani this impressive since Borat. Okay. Uh, um, we. Um, <laughs> this is Very my. Nice. This is my sister. She's the number four prostitute, and, and, and it's crazy. You saw the trophy. She had the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Trophy for fourth place. Get out of here, man. Borat, you've gone too far. That whole movie went too far. Now, with that being said, I've gone too far, and now I'm back. All right. I'm gonna go with the undefeated champion. Um, all of his matches were, were stoppages. I think we have eight knockouts, nine submissions. Um, I'll double check that later and if this even goes to a decision the um the the most disappointed person will be will be rocking off i think stephen thompson has been through decisions he's been through wins and losses and i think shabcat would rather lose this match than have it go to a decision I expect him to go for it expect him to get caught in some, with some counters but i also expect him to, to rely on superior wrestling and um yeah. and and get a finish via ground and pound i'm going i'm going rock them off yeah. Um. Uh. Match number. Four. I mean, obviously, you are right. I'm just doing it because I knew you were going to pick the smart pick. So I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. He's just on his way up. But look, I'm. I mean, if I had to pick who I love more, I'm gonna go Wonder Boy. Yeah. He, yeah. He's the brother-in-law yeah. of Chris Weidman. You know, I'm. I'm a New Yorker, so we we love us some Stephen Thompson. Um. Mm-hmm. We're going to the lightweight division. We have Tony Ferguson, who's been on a ridiculous losing streak, and on his way up is Patty Pimblett. So I'm going to go first on this one. I remember Patty Pivlet addressing the media and was saying he really didn't want this match. It does nothing for his career. Oh, what the heck this, what the heck that. And he is going to be in for a big surprise. I think Tony submits him. I think Tony it um, has very, very good slips. And I and Tony's been on a quite – I have zero reason – evidence to support this because if you look at uh, um, how historically inaccurate I could be based on his last few matches if you look real close and if you watch this and not j- just be a net result person he the two of those fights he was actually winning uh, he, he'd won the previous yeah, rounds yeah. against those people so this is a three-round fight um, Pimblet, uh, he's got good hands but he ain't knocking nobody out so he definitely ain't knocking t- Tony out as, as susceptible as Tony Jaws be- Tony's Jaws become um and the only match that didn't that really surprised me was Bobby Green beating Tony Tony uh, by submission uh, by the way that happened. Uh, mm. I'm going I'm going Tony on this. This is not a waste of Patty's time, and he's in for a big surprise if he doesn't take this seriously. You're you literally lost your mind. Tony Ferguson is dying as we speak. He's there's a video that I just saw released that was showing like you know when the the announcer calls out uh, Tony Ferguson whatever. And he does this thing and he'll be moving around at the cage and then he drops down to one knee and he kind of slides and then he goes on to the other knee and he slides the other way. And yeah. he's always done that his whole career. There's a video that just was released where some guy put it together showing sliding, 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 sliding. And then on his last bite, he tries to kind of slide and then he can't do it. And then he kind of hobbles around the next one. Like he is done, dude. His body has fallen apart. Uh, I have no faith that he will beat Pimblet. I am so surprised. I'm checking on partysports.com right now at the odds. He's only a 340 underdog. Vicente Luque is 385. Vicente what? Luque is a bigger underdog than Tony Ferguson. That is insane. Bet all your money on Patty Pimblet. There's no way Patty's losing this fight. No, no friggin' chance. But anyway, dude, that- 
I'm I'm gonna make some money this weekend, and we're gonna be happy for Tony, and then Tony should get the hell out. I think I like it. This might be one match, one match too many, but I mean, look, come on, look at the fighters the man has actually lost to. But you don't he, put him up against a young, a young hungry lion. Patty like ain't, Patty ain't there. Look, Pat, I'm gonna go through the the, the people he fought. Patty I hate Patty, Patty more than anybody. Patty ain't no Michael Chandler, right? Patty ain't no Benil right. Darius. Patty ain't no Charles Oliveira. Patty sure as hell ain't no Justin Gaethje. All right, there are levels to this. They fed. Patty, a whole bunch of people to build his brand in the last I match. Know, the last match, you and I both know that Jaron Gordon won that match. All right, a, a, against a relative unknown. So they built him up properly, and at some point he was going to hit a big a, a brick wall. And I'm optimistic that brick wall is, is going to be in the form of Tony Ferguson. Um, okay. And listen, I think it's you're right. Early drywall at this point. But it's listen, early you, you might be right. Of all the things I've lost, I think I miss my mind the most. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to admit that. <laughs> I lost a all lot right. of things, but I really miss my mind. Uh, uh, the one thing I do want back is my mind. It's still it's still out there. I think my seven-year-old's walking around back and forth to school with my mind. <laughs> uh, let's go to... Um, <laughs> let's go to the welterweight division. The last fight on the... Um, on the main card and we were talking about odds you were talking about these were wider odds in the previous match speaking yeah, of people losing their minds speaking of odds makers who need to be drug tested we got ian gary uh, sorry ian machado gary all of a sudden against vincent luke are they yeah. uh, you know what um you go first on this but i guess i'm gonna ask it in the form of the question have they lost their mind on this one Vincent Luque and Gary is that wide? What am I so missing? What that, so remember though, remember the odds are based on what the bets are coming in. So what that means is that there's more people putting a bit more money on uh, uh -huh. Tony Ferguson than they are on Luque. I think that goes towards the fact that Luque is a little bit of an unknown. He's not as popular or famous as as other people. So I think there's probably less people placing money on uh, Luque. Uh, that said, Ian Gary, he didn't even show up for press day today. No, uh, he, he, he he didn't show up for press day. Press conference is tomorrow. So we will see if he goes there and gets hammered by absolutely everybody on stage who's going to critique him taking his wife's last name, living with his wife's ex-husband, you know, his wife writing a book about wags. So we all know all that story. And that is craziness. Uh, he also, Ian Gary also has this very weird, like, uh, red mark on his mouth did you see that did you see that i don't know what the hell that is that's herpes right that's that's like uh whatever you call it chlamydia or or whatever who knows so my man so, that's uh, his own business and i'm glad I if i had to be in the cage with him i'd like to know what you yeah know? no 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 so here's the thing staff on his face <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it's staff. No, it's it's, like not. it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. Right. I just. It is herpes. Uh, it's um. It's herpes simplex one. He's getting. Yeah, yeah, he's getting okay. a breakout, and you know, two thirds of the population, the American population, has it, and and kids get kind of get it the worst. You know. Yeah, I think. I think. I think he has it. I think also his wife's husband, ex-husband, has it. So, um, I, 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 there's a chance this fight doesn't happen. So, like, if I was to bet right now, I might take a bet to say this fight doesn't happen. Does, doesn't show up at the press conference today, may not show up at press conference tomorrow. That's not good. Uh, that's not a good sign for us. Uh, the fact that he was saying, oh, my family's under attack and all that crap. No, idiot, you're under attack. You've talked so much shit about Magni and his family. You talk so much shit about uh, Jeff Neal and, and his problems. This guy's, this guy's despicable. I cannot stand this dude at all. Uh, but who's going to win? Ugh. I, I don't know. Ian Gary, god damn it. I, I hate saying it, 
but I don't know that Vicente Luque is the guy to beat him. Dude, we're gonna have all. Dude, we're gonna have all. I need to play some best this weekend because we got all kinds of disagreements. I do admit my previous yeah. my previous disagreement with you is a whole lot dumber than this one. Can we go on? Can we agree at least agree on that and move on? The the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. last yeah. match, I'm more out of my mind than this one. I promise you. Okay. And 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 the reason is to quote Nate Diaz: check up my line, check my lineup, check my line of fighters. You know who who's you who've you beaten? You you beat three midgets, right? Tiny tiny little people. Look at Vincent Luque's lineup of fighters: Rafael dos Anjos, Jeff Neal, Bilal Muhammad is a savage. That was the decision. He defeated Michael Chiesa. Uh, Tyron Woodley was on his way out. Randy Brown is a is a hard hitting Jamaican yeah. from Jamaica, New York. I don't know if it's Jamaica Queens or, or Jamaica the country, but yeah. and also fought Stephen Thompson in the unanimous. Mike Perry. This dude has been through the runger and and you know what the runger didn't wear him down he's still he's not Tony yeah, yeah. Ferguson at the end of that he's still Vince Vincent uh Vincente Luque so yeah, yeah. I got I'm gonna I'm gonna take the odds I'm gonna take the bet on this and I'm gonna go Luque by by unanimous decision You're right. I think I think he's trying Gary's gonna try to get under this guy's skin and Luque is just gonna smile at him you know and this isn't Neil Magny yeah. this isn't Neil Magny Luque can hit him back Magny, Magny's more about precision and power. Luca can, Luca can punch you in the face back really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go to our sixth and our pick six. We're gonna go Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. <laughs> Josh Emmett yeah. has a lot of Uriah Faber in him. No, and I, I believe they're part, they're part of the same camp, aren't they? Is he's mm. alpha male or something like that? Mm -hmm. He has these bursts on his wrestling, his striking, his control. Uh, um, and then when he comes after you, with he has a second win to finish. And there's very he has a lot of California kid in him. So he's like California kid 2.0. Slightly bigger. I know he had a um, bad match against Yair Rodriguez and Taporias. You know, is, is always a problem. But I don't forget that match against Calvin Cater. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Daniel Ige, uh, um, he, he's he's done some really really good things, and this one's gonna be tight. In, in fact, I didn't I didn't even come into this match with a decision because Bryce Mitchell is a super sub, and um, I like Bryce Mitchell's political message. He's very, mm -hmm. he, I mean, he leans right, but he doesn't care. He just wants everyone to be happy. Uh, um, yeah. I like that he takes he's down with that not ready stuff and he's ready to go. It's in Barbosa, I think, might have been a last minute one too, right? So, and they both lost to Taporia, so that's not a really good sample size. They both beat Ige. I'm just gonna decide right now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, I doubt Josh Emmett on this. Yeah, I'm going to go Josh Emmett, too. Uh, I love Bryce Mitchell. I do feel, though, a little bit of his shine has started to fade. I feel like the political stuff that he talks about and all that, you know, I feel like that might be taking over a little bit. And I feel like at some point, being a part of these monster gyms is a very beneficial thing. And I think, you know, with Emmett being at Team Alpha Male and how strong that group has always been consistently... Uh, and the type of game plan that Josh Emmett has, I think he'll be ready for Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. And I am very surprised to be looking at the uh, odds, and Emmett is a 285 underdog. So that's, you know, good odds to take, and uh, I think I'll go with Josh Emmett on this one as well. Yeah, you know, and am I wrong? Doesn't he look like Uriah Faber from the WEC? <laughs> he's just... He's just Emmett is just bursty and just... He's bald. Yeah. 
Well, I'm <laughs> like a bald, a bald Faber. You mean? But I'm saying he's stocky. Oh, he, style wise, style wise, oh, body wise, and yeah, style. like oh, the wrestling, oh. the the yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. boxing. Yeah, it it yeah. really reminds me of California Kid 2.0. Um, gotta shave your head, of course. <laughs> it's Josh Emmett. You don't, you don't. <laughs> I'm not. Sh- I don't know nothing about yeah. that guy's hair. But a match to look out for. I saw Cody Garbrandt's back in action against Brian Kel- um Kellner. Oh, uh, Kel- yeah. sorry, Kelleher, and that's that's a pretty bad one from the comeback too, but. But Cody Garbrandt is the goddamn favorite yeah. on that one. Well, it's because Callahan had lost uh, two match his previous two matches, but people got to be careful with that because Umar Nurmagomedov is a problem. That's a good yeah, fighter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and, and, Mar- and Mario Batista. Very... And Mario Batista was also a good fighter. So they yeah, they need to yeah. be careful on you know two people losing fights two fights in a row. I mean, what the hell is Cody yeah. one? I'm, I'll I'll actually go to his thing now since I'm near my computer. Cody, um, these are things. I'm, I'm usually prepared for but i can't find my notes i can't find my notes dude while you are um, while you are looking my friend i'm just going to tell you as we've been talking if you take colby covington uh-huh. vicente luque boot brian kelleher uh-huh. and josh emmett on a parlay on five dollars you win 340. did you and hear that are- guys Huh? I said, I'm tell, I'm asking my audience. Did you hear what this man just said? Yeah, that is not. I mean, those are not crazy picks. Mm-hmm. Josh Emmett, Brian Kelleher, Vicente Luque, and Colby Covington on five dollars gets you three hundred and forty bucks. Good lord! It's a sixty-six point eight seven odds on that. That is that is. Anybody looking for a red panty night? Just just put out the five like spot. That, that, put like, out the five you know spot. I mean? how, yes. how much do you normally bet on on your bets? Ten bucks, twenty bucks. I don't bet bucks? anything, but this weekend I'm putting some money. What do some people bet? Like twenty bucks, right? Yeah, 20, twenty bucks is kind of like a reasonable twenty dollars on those four fights that I just told you gets you one thousand four hundred dollars. Shut the front door. Oh, good lord. Yeah, this is why I have, look, you're carrying me right now. Last week, last week I had stats, I had win-loss records, and this week I have no notes, man. (laughs) You know? I'm just saying. Thank you. You know what? That's a lot. You know what? I'm going to lock that in right now. I'm betting that right now. Let's do that. Because I'm going to do that just so that we can both be rich. You know what I mean? Yes. I I like that song. I want money. Lots and lots of money. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to place that bet right now. I'm going to lock that in. Before the odds change, yeah. So I'm gonna lock that in. The, so your, the odds your are fans, change at the weigh-ins, <laughs> right? <laughs> your fans, viewers, and listeners are gonna, uh, you know, know, like, understand. Like, this is a, it's not a terrible bet. Mm. The the Brian Kelleher may be the mistake I made there, but yeah. Well, losses to uh, Ka- uh, Kai Kara France, um, Rob Font, a juiced up, a juiced up TJ Dillashaw, Pedro Munoz. It's still, it's he, still he, Cody he did, Garbrandt. He, he did KO Rafael Hassanso though. Rafael Asanza, who's tough it's, to knock it, out. It's, yeah, it's still Cody Garbrandt, and yeah. he's streaky and no. He's untrustworthy. I'm, I'm going to be rich, baby. Rich. Nice. Good. Well, let's move on to our next section. As you know, this is one of my, my personal favorite. Ladies and gentlemen, moving right along, I bring you to shame or not to shame. 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 All right, brother, to shame or not to shame. Excuse me. Let's do this. Yes, sir. And let's set up our one-minute clock. I 
think I have a one minute clock. Let's do that. All right, to shame or not to shame? We're going to talk about chaos again. We're going to talk about Kobe Covington. Now, Kobe Covington in this section does a lot of trash talking. And with some of the things that he said about people's family, like Jorge Masvidal, it got, it, it, that's gone so far that Jorge Masvidal, it hit him outside the cage, which everyone talked up, referred to as a cheap shot. Um, my question was, does Kobe hit the level of trash talk? Is it shame or no shame? Does he go too far? You're up. Am I going now? Mm -hmm. uh, geez, Louise. Okay, the notes that you sent me said it was going to be a different thing for shame or no shame. So I'm not necessarily prepared for this. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to say that it is no shame for this. I think that Colby essentially is playing a character. And I feel like we all know that. And so therefore, I'm okay with the things he says. When other people say things, they could say the exact same thing. But when they're saying it and you feel like it's truly them, it's a little bit different. Do I think you should attack family? No, but I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he said anything too crazy in all reality. And because it's a character, I feel like I give him a pass on it. I don't I don't know if that's weird, but it's a lot different if someone like John Jones or someone said it. But if, when Colby says it, I take it with a grain of salt. And so I'm OK with it. No shame. Yeah. I, you know what? Resetting our clock here. I gotta get no. I might start this whole minute with no shame and then go to shame. All right. I say no shame because at some point he was a wrestler, and I know Dana how Dana feels about decision machines, and he did what he had to do to save his career. He had to go out there and his squeaky wheel gets the grease, and very much like Chael Sonnen, uh, some of the best, the most, the, the 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 fighters who the fans are most excited to watch. Oddly enough, the last ten years were wrestlers, right? George St. Pierre was a wrestler. Chael Sonnen was a wrestler, and these are the uh, the people whose styles are supposedly He's both supposed to be boring. So they did what they had to do. And you know what? This man did what he had to do. With that being said, there's a difference between trash talk where Midas Wright settles it and trash talk where it goes beyond that, right? Like if he said something about my wife, I know he can beat me in a cage and that doesn't make it right for him to do that. I'm going to take a baseball bat to his knees because there's some things that go beyond let's settle it in the cage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm not mm. going to have someone haze me and pick on me just because he's stronger and can beat me in a fight that that makes that acceptable. There's some things that are not acceptable, and you know. And if I can't tooth, tooth, and if I can't tooth, uh, two piece them with the knuckles, he gonna get aluminum. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. so I, I, I'm mixed on that. Uh, he, he he did what he had to do to, to save his career, and and Masvidal. I, I, I really have less of a problem because these are things that if Masvidal had that ammunition, he would do the same thing. Yeah. I'd have to go back and re-listen to all the things that he said to really like break down exactly which ones were offside or not. Mm -hmm. But in general, overall, I feel like he's more of a character. And so therefore I'm giving the pass, you know? Yeah. It's a tough one. I did change it's our shame to not to shame, right? We, we The original shame was was on Bobby Green. Right? The late stoppage. Yeah, yeah, the late stoppage. Yeah. We could just go five seconds on that. We can both go. No, no. Well, we already shame. talked about Bobby Green. So, yeah. no, we're, we're good. Yeah. All right. We already said what we thought. But, yeah, no, I yeah, the Colby thing. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, he's also, like, I mean, the thing that, that started off was the Brazil, you dirty animals thing. Filthy animals, yeah. And then he yeah, apologized to filthy animals. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I also feel like when you're, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. It was you. he stole it from Chael. Chael said, "Look, this is not a Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yep. "This is not a bowing culture. If you bow to someone in Brazil, they hit you over the head and take your wallet, right?" And then when he says you got called out, they heard what you said on the internet. He's like, "I didn't know they had internet. I swear." You know, so yeah. it's one of yeah, those yeah, things yeah. where but he But see, but there you go. But he, but there you had go. To double he down. But because he delivers it with a little bit of sarcasm and a little bit of wit, Chael can say the exact same things that Colby is saying. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. When Chael says it, it's funny. But when Colby does it, but that's also because Colby wasn't that character yet. And I think that's what's weighing on me. It's like at the time when he was saying those things, I'm like, yeah, I don't like this guy. Yeah, I don't like this guy. But the more and more we see it, the more and more you see that it's a character, the more and more I hear from people that train with him that he's a great guy, that he like takes care of the kids in the kids class and that he blah, blah, blah. The more and more I hear about that, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a character. We're seeing it develop. We're seeing it play out. That's why I feel like I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm totally okay with you on that too. Um, okay, yeah. I'm just trying to cue right along i might have to edit the hell out of this on all kinds of skips man i, I thought i was ready don't for worry. this man I, don't worry, to don't God, worry. I thought i was ready for this so look, we're going on to our next section moving right along and ladies and gentlemen i bring you a quick question Now, this might not be quick question because we need we, we need to examine some of these, but I went with fewer oh. questions so we can take a little longer oh. instead of um, the, okay. the rapid nature of like answering 11 in a row. Um, yeah, quick yeah. question. Will Connor and Chandler happen in 2003 uh, um, or at UFC 300 or 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 in 2023? I don't think they're going to fight at UFC 300. I don't think they're going to fight at all this year. I don't think. Even when Connor comes back, I don't think he's fighting Chandler. That's my thing. Not Chandler. Um, uh, yeah, Chandler. Sorry, it was Chandler. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he. I don't think he's fighting Chandler. I don't think he's fighting Chandler at three hundred. I don't think he's fighting him at at all ever in a in a house in a mouse nowhere in no. a bus nowhere. He's not fighting him at all. No. Uh, you don't want that. I, I, you don't want that sauce when you have a hundred million in the bank. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, it's hard yeah, to get I out of bed for that. that. Right, it's hard. The old Connor would have. The old Connor would have been like, they're all the same, you know, uh, um, yeah, yeah. or maybe not. He was starching people in, in a lighter division class, right? And if you yeah, look at also, you look at his win loss record at one fifty five, right? What is he three and three? I also think that uh, I've uh, I reached out to DSFI, which is Drug Free Sport International. Sorry, right. DFSI. Yeah. I reached out to them uh, to come on my podcast to talk about like what the program is, what they do. If they didn't want to talk about UFC specifically, I said, hey, just talk about what you do in general, how you are different than USADA, blah, blah, blah. Uh, haven't heard anything back from them yet, but I hope that I do in the new year. Uh, I think it's going to be a big deal as to what happens with DFSI and what that means, because we don't know whether there's a six-month pool. We don't know what their drug testing is. We don't know anything like that. Look at Connor, people. Connor is big. He's a big boy. There's a bunch of suspicious things that could happen to make you that big and puffy, right? Uh, I think that there's problems there, and that I don't think, I don't, I don't think he fights. I, I just don't think he does. I think there's always going to be a reason that he won't fight. But guaranteed, this is the question. No, he will not fight Chandler. That's right. for sure. I agree. And by the way, Connor has only won one fight in 155. That that was against Eddie Alvarez. 
He's only won. Sure. He's only he's lost to Poirier twice. He's lost to Khabib, and the, and the fight with Diaz was a split at one seventy. You know, and, and yep. the second fight I thought was a draw. So I'm not trying. I, I sound like I'm pouring out the haterade, but I'm just trying to be real, guys. Um, quick question. <laughs> that was quick, right? Quick question: Should Mike Perry fight Masvidal bare knuckle? That'd be. Uh, I go yes. That'd be fun. Are you kidding? And the fans would love it. Yeah. Should he? Yes. Should he fight Connor? Yes. The problem is Masvidal is on. No, Masvidal contract. and um Perry. Mike Perry. No, 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 I know. Okay. I'm saying, should, should Perry fight Masvidal? Yes. Should mm -hmm. Perry fight Connor? Yes. But the problem is, both these guys are under contract. It's never going to happen. Period. Yeah. <laughs> or like, next. Uh, quick question. Favorite Misha Tate moment? I'll go really, really quick. Uh, short answer. I'll, I'll say every moment that she was on The Ultimate Fighter. I really got to see a really cool side of her. Mm. I'll say every moment ever of Misha Tate. She's... Yeah. uh. <laughs> her photo shoots, her uh, walkouts, her what you know. I, I mean, base, I, the basic thing was we, we see she's down three to one and 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 scores the sub against Holly Holm, right? Yeah, Everyone can I, have that as a moment I, too. And I I think on one of our prior podcasts we've done together, when you said like what is one of your favorite moments, I I did say the Misha Tate versus Holly Holm is one of my favorite you fights did. ever to watch. It was a great fight. Um, yeah, that that that's a great moment. I really do think though. Uh, I always do get a little bit of chill when she walks out to the Katy Perry song uh and and she comes out and just the the hype of it all and yeah. she screams and stuff like that she's a very likable person you gonna uh, hear me roar I, I did hear that she is not a very good person in in real you know yeah uh but uh she she portrays a good person and uh and i like her any you, any any moment you want to find yeah. out who someone real is you find out who their boyfriend was if they're still with them and who they're with now right i think she probably wasn't and it probably had a lot to do with her relationship that she wasn't talking about that made her auntie i, I mean i'm not a shrink i'm not a shrink but i recognize the symptoms i've been on this earth for a long time um what's next for roundtree who would you like to see roundtree fight next uh anybody Khalil Roundtree is an absolute animal and a beast. I don't know. I'd like him to fight anybody. If he want, if if they would somehow figure out how to give him a title shot, yeah, go take it, dude. I uh, want. I'd like Jan Blachowicz. I'd like to see that fight. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No. For this one, on that quick question, I like. Yeah. My answer is anybody. Mm -hmm. Anybody that they put Khalil up against is going to be freaking fireworks. That dude is a monster. He's Isn't an he? absolute monster <laughs> killer. <sighs> absolute and he, he's a crazy guy and he's the most emotional guy like i don't know that there's a press conference that he doesn't break down and cry like he's a very interesting character very interesting and if you follow his instagram he's like all into modeling and stuff and i mean he's a good looking dude but he's always like wearing this cool clothes he's like very fashionable very interesting character nice. all around uh the one thing i will say is that apparently he's in a cult but aside from that who isn't jesus christ so what um yeah for me okay quick question what's next for jalen turner oh uh jalen turner i like uh, armand him and armand that, that's a huge up yeah a armand. huge yep. that's a huge spike in like the rankings for him but with styles yeah. making matchups i'd like to see that if not dustin you know i think it'd just be an intelligent clever match with a guy with long arms and dustin's really good at slipping in and out with guys with long arms fighting connor twice is a great sample size or three times or Ch or, or chandler you yeah. know if chandler finally gives up and decides okay i'm not going to just keep waiting for this connor fight like chandler's got to be in that mix too what's next for bobby green bobby green i'd like to see him uh i, I want to see him fight another striker that's mm -hmm. for sure i don't want you know he he got out of some tough 
tough fights with some grapplers and, you know, starch Dawson, Grant Dawson and whatnot. But uh, I want to see him get another striker fight. Uh, I would like it. I would like to see him fight Patty, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think it, for I, me, I think if Dan Hooker is still around, I'd love to see that one. Oh my. Yeah. That one too. Sure. Cool. Yeah. That's right. No, that's a great call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. That's the end of quick question. And we have our segment of before we go. I wanted to talk about a really classy dude. I wanted to talk about a really cool cool guy, Louisiana's own Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier, you know, college-level wrestler, elite Division One wrestler who, um, first time I actually saw him, I didn't see, I had to go back in time because the first time I saw him was in Strike Force. He was a super sub for the, the tournament, for the heavyweight, you know, the, um, the Grand Prix thing. Alistair yep. Overeem backed out and he had to fight Bigfoot Silva. And then when he KO'd Bigfoot Silva, I'm like, who is this short guy that managed to reach in and get and and beat someone with gigantism, right? And then throwing around Josh Barnett, I'm like, you know, his ride's over in the finals because you got to face Josh Barnett. And Josh Barnett's yeah. also a good wrestler and a good grappler. And watching him outclass him, I was like, wow. Wait yeah. until this guy goes to the UFC. And then in the UFC, he fights light heavyweight. And he's on the microphone. He's like, dude, I had a salad. I never had a salad before. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's yeah. funny, too. So you got that. Fought Rumble. You know, went through this whole emotional roller coaster with John Jones. Became the title. Defended the title, too times became the heavyweight champ defended that champ um one of the yeah. best color color commentators in the business i would say second only to joe rogan and he might catch up and pass him as time goes by um big up shout out you don't know me but i feel like i know you because of the way you behave i feel like everyone knows you i love you and i speak for my man too we love you daniel cormier <laughs> He's like, don't speak for me, Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> what do you want me? What do you want me to say on this? You want me to say like his greatest moment? Wasn't that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. Or, what was What was the moment that you want to that you'll always remember from Daniel Cormier? And I did. My moment was him beating um Josh Barnett, uh, um for that 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 um Strike Force P- uh, uh, final. I just he was just so impressed. It just surprised me. He really, really surprised me. And I was impressed from that point on. Yeah. Um, yeah. His fighting, obviously fantastic. I do think that the, it's really weird. This is going to be so stupid, but one of the one, um, one of the one moments that uh, sticks out to me is when he went backstage after Sean O'Malley fought Chris Mutinho, who was that guy that came in on short notice that took like 8,000 shots and had the green hair that young Yeah, kid. oh. Okay. The dude is out of his I had, feet, man. We had, yeah, we had him on our podcast, actually. Very nice kid. From from your neck of the woods, too. He's a Jersey, I think yeah. he's a Jersey guy. Um, there was a scene where after that fight, Chris Mutino is backstage eating a sandwich or something and daniel cormier goes back and says hey to him or whatever and he's just sitting there eating a sandwich that to me was a very likable moment for daniel cormier because it showed that he had gone back just to say hi and to show respect to this young kid who just put on a great performance you know against someone i just thought i like that i like that daniel cormier the very personable true uh you know a a respectable martial artist and and a a competitor and I, i that moment to me always stood out for a daniel cormier moment 
Excellent, Daniel Cormier moment. Cool, man. All right, that's all we got for today, man. We got through it, and um, big up to Timmy B for carrying me through this because you know me. Usually, I'm always ready and overprepared for these things. Underprepared, but you're never too underprepared or overprepared for an event coming up, pay-per-view, UFC 296. Tim, Timmy B, you know we're going to be watching this from the comfort of our own homes. I'm not going to be going out there. Um, and let's plug your, let's plug your, your, your site before we go because i always want to do that every you know because you're still a guest and i gotta make sure i show respect to 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 said's guest thank you thank you no i do want to say thank you as always for having me on i love coming on your show you're you're you you run a tight ship you want a great ship uh i love this podcast i love the episodes that you produce um thank you so much for having me on guys i am at fight insight so go check out fight insight podcast you can find us on instagram spotify youtube wherever we're mostly on youtube though or like you know that's where our video looks the best so go to youtube check us out we have guests from around the world every week uh on our show this week we had a canadian girl that won the one the road to one one fc championship uh next week we've got bellator champion liz carmouche a few oh, weeks ago liz. A few weeks yeah, Liz Carmouche. A few weeks ago, we had uh, Modestus Bukowskis. We had uh, Jared Gordon. Uh, coming up January 1st week, uh, we've got DDP, Drikus Duplessis. Uh, he's on the podcast. We already filmed it with him, but we're releasing it in the new year. So we've got some great, great guests. Come on over to Fight Insight Podcast after you listen to this show, Beautiful. of course. Then you Beautiful. come and listen to ours. We will be your second favorite podcast. Thank you. Uh, oh, man. That's great. So for all of you at home... Um... Timmy B might love you, but I, I don't love any of you guys. In fact, I can't stand. You know, I ch- no, I change, but I take that back. I love all of you. I love all of you, as we say in Brooklyn. I really, really appreciate it for everybody at home, for everybody on their desktop, for all of you on your iPads, for all of you on your iPhones, for my man for Fighting Sights' own Timmy B. I'm Jason DeBeas. This is episode 100, Sports Debate Tuesday. Love you. You stay with me. We're gonna hit my music. We're out of here. Nice. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.